Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show and it is of course October, it is the Octoberthon. We are working through a bunch of extra episodes, a bunch of extra movies to celebrate the month of Halloween. And this episode we are going to talk about a film by Empire Pictures, which means <laughs> you know you're getting a quality product. We are going to be discussing Cellar Dweller, a film that I have been wanting to do on this show for a while. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I forget um how we brought it up because uh, I, I don't think we had ever really talked about this before but each of us ha- has been wanting to see it i uh like like i i'm assuming you haven't actually seen it before oh no right? i had or, i had oh you had yeah. oh okay yeah i'd actually this is actually my first time watching it and um i knew absolutely nothing about it other than <laughs> i went like to a you know video store and i saw that title and i just knew like oh i want to watch something with that title was was, was this a long time ago no like i mean i don't mean like a video rental store i meant like okay. a, a store that sells like movies and stuff because uh, i was gonna say what well, is this something just been like on your radar for the last like 20 years like you know as a kid <laughs> you saw it there in the rental like, store and it was like oh one day i shall see that movie <laughs> one day like 20 20 years no like uh definitely like a couple of months though like i'll, I'll usually go <laughs> oh i told the same couple of months yeah <laughs> like uh I'll, I'll usually go to like my the old uh you know amoeba out here just like you know used records cds movies and stuff and sometimes i'll trade stuff back and have a little credit just be perusing the horror section and um usually there's enough um stuff i'm confident enough with that uh, you know i don't do a ton of blind buys but every now and again i'll see something that i'll be like ah, i should just do this and that's one that i've always been teetering on like ah, such a good title now, i like that cover what's funny <laughs> is that i'm sure people there's a lot of people who who listen or watch a horror podcast i'm sure are the ones who would understand that impulse but i feel like most mm-hmm. normal people when they say mm-hmm. oh the, the one you consider blind buying is the one called cellar dweller that's the one where you're like <laughs> oh i want to take a risk on that <laughs> that's pretty funny to me i don't know uh, but yeah I mean, so, so horror movies are like a, a weird thing though where it's like you know sometimes like the coolest title and the coolest cover can be like the shittiest movie like i i know yeah. uh, you know you, you shouldn't judge something by its cover but you know sometimes something just looks so cool but i've, I've been burned so many times i mean hell the covers are there to sell what the thing is and yeah you know so i mean sometimes if you're just... a crap yeah. yeah, if it's a crappy movie, you should have a crappy cover. That's like there should be yeah. a law. But, but sometimes about that. crap movies have good covers, and sometimes great movies have crap covers. It's just this—it's the circle of life. It happens. Yeah. So we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get any spoilers in the middle, and we'll dive into this. So this is a film uh, about uh, what? Was it? I remembered it being like a college, like uh, like you know, like a not not a dorm, but like a. Like a frat house uh, or whatever, right? Okay, uh, all right, yeah. But watching it again, it's like, no, 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 it's actually like a, an exclusive sort of post-grad art academy for like a select I mean, few people. That's what that's what it is. I, I got a lot of questions uh, as to what is actually uh, the deal with this facility. But... Facility, that's a good word use, Tim. Good, good word use. I mean, really, it's just someone's house. but It's, it's a house, yes, yeah, a big house. Uh, we get a flashback at the start, 30 years before, and we see Jeffrey Combs making a cameo. Um, yep. Not his only cameo, because there's, there's a reanimator poster at one point in the background, as well as a poster for Dolls and a couple of other movies that I didn't recognise, but I have no doubt that every single one of them are Empire Pictures films. Oh, yeah. This movie's not subtle. Yeah, it's <laughs> at not. At all. 
<laughs> but he he so the premise of the film is that he has got this demonic book which he's he's using for IDs for his comic book which is Cellar Dweller <laughs> which is a clear I actually forgot had forgotten this element of it it's a clear rip off of Tales from the Crypt it's cl- it's oh, the yeah. same font it's the same like this mm-hmm. cover design like. Yeah, like the borders and stuff, very reminiscent of all of those kind of like EC horror comics. Yeah, all, yeah, all of that. Uh, to the point where I'm like, did they get permission or are they just like, ah, no, it's, it's not one of their names. We can get away with it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it's adorable that you think Cellar Dweller got permission from anybody. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's a fair point, Tim. But so he draws this beast after reading out the book, which seems like a bad idea to me. And of course, the beast <laughs> and the woman that he's killing in these horror comic comes to life behind them. And in an effort to, to to destroy the beast, he 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 eventually realizes that if he burns his pages that he that he drew, that'll that'll take care of him. Unfortunately, he does not notice the fact that he spilled turpentine or whatever all over the floor, and ends up setting his entire body and room ablaze and dies. Cut to present day at the time of the film coming out, which was nineteen eighty eight, and you know so we have this art academy that's now inside this this house, and we have a new you know person Whitney arrives on the scene. In a very weird scene where the cab driver is determined to talk to her about like the history of the house <laughs> while the meter's running. So we yeah. get this comedy scene of her like, trying to like, hey, the meter, hey, t- stop that right now. Hit it, <laughs> please. Uh, but she comes in and lo and behold, we have this Mrs. Briggs character who runs the place, who doesn't want her there. She thinks she's a lowly comic book artist. You do the funnies, you're not an artist. <laughs> and then she has her old rival Amanda happens to be there. And then we have, um, what are the other names on? I'm forgetting now. Philip. Is Lisa Philip? I want to mention Philip because Philip, she comes into the kitchen with Mrs. Briggs and she meets uh, Philip and Lisa. And Philip just, after she leaves, Philip just stares in that direction. He's, he's like a mad serial killer the way he's staring after her. Oh, yeah. But then he's the sweet he's... love interest the whole movie. He's the goofy love interest. <laughs> yeah, that, that like, I, I think the movie wants you to think that he's a love interest, but, like, they do not shy away from portraying him as a total creep. Like, no. he, <laughs> he is so creepy in this. It's, uh, but it's no very one, disturbing. No one ever reacts to him as a total creep. In fact, yeah. I want to talk about a scene later on where Lisa um, gets out the shower, right? And the towel's gone. And she thinks it's Philip playing a practical joke. And completely butt-ass naked, she comes out the shower, and she's kind of covering up her chest a little bit with her arms, but that's about it. She's like... Philip, I know it's you. He, ready or not, here I come. What do you mean, here I come? You're the naked one. Why Why are you searching? And she's like, come on, Philip, this isn't funny anymore. Come out and give him a towel. And she's wandering around the house butt-ass naked looking yeah. for him as if this isn't, like, weird or, like, that she, well, you know, she's not even concerned with the fact that you'll see her naked at the end of this search should she find him. You know what it is, Pete? Yeah. Is that he's, he's an artist. You know, you can't... <laughs> You can't capture you know, a, creativity. You thing. can't judge that. <laughs> that's another thing. They, they all do different types of art. He does finger paintings, and honestly, they look like preschool, like child paintings. I don't understand why he's at this school. I I think that, I feel like that was kind of a joke, and uh, I, I I feel like you've seen this joke like in the I don't know so much in the eighties, but it felt prevalent in the nineties where you know people would be making fun of that kind of abstract artist where. You know, they would have like just really crappy stuff, and then you'd have someone being like, "Oh, it's so modern and visceral and stuff." And then you know, the joke would be, "It's like, oh, just a crappy bunch of paint splatter or something." But yeah, that, that's like what I don't understand about this place is, yeah, you know, like you said, uh, all right. So if it is some type of 
like it feels like it's it's some type of school or something where people are going to you know uh, uh, like i don't know like at first i i didn't know if they have like you know stuff that they're working on that's going to be like graded or submitted to something but it, it just seems like a weird like mishmash it's more of a retreat because the, the, the one thing she says mrs briggs says to her when she arrives is that oh there's there's no uh phone there's no television here there's no distractions i'm like so it's basically just like a quiet place to work <laughs> yeah yeah it's a quiet place if you make any sounds uh giant <laughs> bug monsters will come and eat you yeah spe- speaking um, of sounds i want to talk about lisa Okay. okay. Who's the interpreter of dancer? <laughs> now we're, we're, we are su- subjected to one of her dances at one point. Although it does have some <laughs> some stabby kind of moments, yeah. which were entertaining. But first night, the, Whitney's first night there, she wakes up to the sound of just screaming at the top of some you know, <laughs> so, some woman screaming at the top of her lungs. She goes outside the house to find Lisa just screaming like she's been murdered into just standing there just screaming into the night into the sky just looking up and screaming and then she turns around and without a hint of of sarcasm she says oh I'm sorry did I wake you? (laughs) Yes you woke her you were screaming at the top of your lungs you dumb bitch you know what maybe it is like this is almost a um, uh, what do you call it like a Less, uh, well, like something that yeah, someone did for society where the like these people cannot like <laughs> be active participants in like the real world. So let's just like you know shuttle them off to this place where they won't harm anyone. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just like when she turned around and said, "I'm sorry, did I wake you?" I'm like, "Of course you like." This is like someone like like operating a jackhammer and then saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, did I wake you at you know, at one a.m. Did I?" Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, the rest have all gotten used to me, so they don't wake up. I'm like, they're used to this. They're used to you just screaming, like, like, at, you know, regular intervals for like an hour. Like, what? What crazy place is this? So, the reason why I'm I'm focusing on that, I'm focusing on the scene where she's she's walking around naked, looking for Philip. You know, not being concerned with the fact that you know she's naked. Um, there's a lot of little character decisions and actions in this movie that are really weird and don't make a lot of sense and those were the, the ones that stuck out to me as just being like what is happening here what's going on it, it, it's weird but uh, again like i feel like the movie just wants you to think like these are very eccentric artists like they're not <laughs> normal people like you know can kind of hide uh and, and get away with anything through that lens now, i don't want to like make it sound like i'm, I'm being uh, critical here because I kind of enjoyed all this wackiness. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sure. I, I'm pointing out how stupid it is, but I, I was I wasn't annoyed when it was happening. I was kind of yeah. into the absurdity of it. Uh, so, but, so just to sort of move the plot forward, then uh, basically Whitney realizes the basement is where uh, her you know favorite artist who did the horror comic played by Jeffrey Combs lived and did his work. Colin Childress. Colin Childress. They said like 15 goddamn times. So yeah, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't remember it, but. She goes down there and she's like, oh, I'll, I'll take that place and I'll work down there. And she, like, you know, dusts it up a little bit and gets her big drawing table down there. And, of course, she ends up reading from the same same demonic book, meaning that she draws the monster and <laughs> then it starts showing up and killing people. Now, there's some fun elements here. There's the idea that the way she draws the, the thing killing someone, it then happens. And then it mm-hmm. gets sort of flipped on its head as the, as the movie goes. Uh, so, so there's definitely, like, a really fun premise to this. Um, oh, yeah. So I'll ask the question, Tim. Yeah. 
Did you enjoy Cellar Dweller? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, it's, you know, it, it, it's kind of weird. I think I'm a little bit of a mixed mind. Like, on the one hand, I kind of loved it. But on the other hand, there's definitely, like, a lot of flaws. Like, oh, there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff that could be improved. But, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we're both big comic fans and, you know, horror fans. So, you know, the idea, just, just the general plot of oh, the main characters are comic book artists and <laughs> they're using, like, this ancient demonic book to, like, you know, obviously not consciously, but, like, subconsciously summon a demon, uh, you know, through their comic book drawings. Like, that is, holy shit, that's a premise that I can definitely get behind. Um, and then, yeah, like, it's fun enough, uh, but, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff it was lacking. Like, I, I think, I, I'm assuming most of my problems are probably just stuff that, you know, they didn't have the budget for but mm. uh I, I feel like yeah this is just like a small house with like a couple of characters like i i think where it really needed to be was like maybe it's kind of like a like an actual like big art institute or studio with maybe more characters so you could have like you know a bigger body count some more varied kills even though there's one like really <laughs> awesome kill in this but for the most part the creature is kind of just doing the same move <laughs> over and over yeah, again yeah he's pretty straightforward I, I think the big thing for me is that the movie's only like 78 minutes long and yeah i actually think it could do with another 10 15 minutes just to because one of my one of my biggest complaints i think with the movie is that when the characters get a hint that something's happening later on they they they, 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 they very quickly just jump to the the actual thing that's happening they, they, even yeah. before they even witness anything they just kind of figure it out and say oh this must be what's happening and then they just mm -hmm. that's it there no, definitely. Go. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's weird. Um, yeah, I I feel like we don't often say this on the show, but um, yeah, th this is definitely something I actually was like, yeah, it could have been a little longer. Like, you know, it could have been like a solid yeah. ninety minutes or something. Give it a, a little room to grow. Maybe add another character or something. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Is I feel like it could use a bit more time, um, and just make the. I think it's the third act because I think every all the build up to it I really like, and then the third act yeah. just goes through everything so quickly. Um, and then I, I don't even want to complain about stupid decisions because I feel like those are part of the fun but oh yeah this is total 80s cheese fun like yeah. you know the, the characters are you know exaggerated and over the top and you know there's even like you know you get like a cheesy little like cleaning up montage kind of scene like um, which again it was pretty short like you know you probably could have gone a little longer had some more fun with that um, I, I like you know the kind of like rivalry between uh, Whitney and uh, Lisa. Oh, wait, no, uh, Amanda. Amanda. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you know their rivalry was like fun and stuff, and you probably could have explored that more. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's uh, yeah, I just you know, wish there was a, a little bit more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially I feel, but there are some fun kills. I do like how during the kills and stuff, it'll cut back to the. Uh, the comic that's like happily was being drawn and you'll see it kind of it actually almost cheaps out of some gore at some parts where you just see it happen yeah. in the comic book instead like you'll see like an arm be snapped off in the comic and it'll cut yeah. back to the monster and it'll be like eating the arm <laughs> it's like okay yeah. <laughs> all right but at the same time i don't even begrudge it that though because it's actually kind of fun like it's fun cutting oh, yeah, to the definitely. comic book and showing the, yeah. the art do it it's yeah mm -hmm. so i can't uh, really complain too much about it i was like going crazy though like I was like, man, the the cockiness of this artist to just automatically start off with pen, 
Like, you're not going to do, like, some rough pencils first? Like, no, she just, like, immediately is drawing in pen. <laughs> I feel like that's just because they want it to happen as she's drawing, and they, yeah. they, they can't have her do two drafts of it. It doesn't work well, that, <laughs> dramatically. Yeah. That, that's another thing is, like, how fast is this artist? Because it makes it look oh, like yeah. it's happening at the same time, but it's, like you know that would mean that you'd have to literally be doing like a panel like in a few seconds yeah <laughs> like yeah. the amount of time there's some creative <laughs> license being taken here with uh yeah um how long it takes to to, to draw and how long it, you know because e- even if she's drawn that quick i still have a hard time believing that the, the murder scene if you will is taking place at the mm-hmm. exact same pace as what she's yeah. you know drawing the whole page at exactly um, the art's pretty good though I, I don't know who they got to do the art specifically but it looks pretty good yeah that's something I always, uh, you know, I, I looked at it in the credits. Um, I, I forget the name, but it definitely wasn't like a name I recognized. Like, mm. it's not like, oh, hey, uh, so Bernie Wrightson did it. Whoa, that's surprising. Like, you know, it wasn't anything like that. But They couldn't uh, afford any actual comic book yeah. superstars. <laughs> Come on now. That is something I always think about, like, in movies, though, whenever you see someone, like, painting or drawing. It's always like, man, they didn't do that. Like, I wonder if the artist just feels like, you know, when they're watching it, like, ah, oh, man, like, I'm not getting any credit for this. To be fair, they usually do. <laughs> in the credits, yeah, but yeah. you know, people watching the movie aren't gonna usually watch or look out for that. Ah, uh, yeah, but people who don't, th- people who, t- people who just assume that the actor did it, like, who cares what they think? Oh yeah, <laughs> let's be honest here. Come on, <laughs> let's be blunt. Let's be honest. That's where we are with this. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll give the spoiler warning just you know because yeah. so we don't have to dance around things. But uh, so so Whitney, yeah. you know. She gets pissed wait. off at Amanda. Oh, oh wait, no. It was, it was, I was start at the very beginning. You know what I love about this movie is oh, it it starts right away. Boom. You know, the, the screen pops up and we see 30 years ago. All right. Then you have all this stuff with, uh, you know, uh, Jeffrey Combs. Uh, and then, uh, you know, when that's over, you get a really long credit sequence, which I wondered if, you know, that was because, like, uh, you know that the movie was so short if they really padded out the credits but then as soon as it's done you get another uh screen and it says 30 years later it's like <laughs> I, I don't think i've ever seen that in a movie like you could have just said like you know present day or something like <laughs> so that was very weird yeah i mean you, i mean if you always say 30 years later you don't need the first one yeah you know the first one's fine now i noticed that as well the opening titles feel really long and they have these weird pauses between each name and it's almost kind of like like you know your movie's only like 78 minutes and yeah so which means if you cut all this out then it's like what 73 minutes maybe 72 <laughs> like and did you notice it. what it did you notice what it said on the credits too uh at the end yeah a like good it, cast is worth repeating yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I, they knew that they had like this long ass like intro at the beginning i, I felt like that they had well, to say that but joe's jo, funny about it though is that that's not uh irregular like you, you you have the opening titles and then you list the cast in the credits at the end anyway yeah but <laughs> they make a point of saying a good cast is worth uh mentioning twice which is again just weird but and, so and the- so when you know amanda arrivals right and Amanda really pisses her off by trying to frame her uh, and say she's plagiarized, and she like records some footage of her, and she's in cahoots with Mrs. Briggs. So wait, what's a, what's Amanda's art? <laughs> Just like filming people, I guess she's, documentarian. She's or been f- f- through a few different art forms, but it sounds like now she's, <laughs> she's like a videographer. Okay. 
<laughs> and she she does she gets some footage of her of, of of Whitney drawing and then intercuts it. She basically does an edit trick to make it look like she's just plagiarizing someone. Uh, but she records her own hand doing that. And I'm like, anyone, if this is like being looked at as evidence, everyone's going to say, is this like credible evidence? Could this oh, yeah, have been sure. manipulated? <laughs> yes, it can be edited. Right, that's what it is. <laughs> that's all this is is editing. Um, it is like the least convincing evidence ever in a movie, yeah. but. I mean, Amanda, I mean, Winnie doesn't even know she's doing this shit. She didn't find this out till later. But she's so pissed off at Amanda, she she draws her being killed in her comic, and it's mm-hmm. it's fairly innocent because she's just it's just a drawing, whatever. Yeah. But she draws her being killed, and as she does that, it plays out, and the monster appears in the room with with Amanda, and and kills her, and eats her limbs, and all sorts. Uh, <laughs> and it's really big, fun, goofy, you know, bodysuit makeup, you know, monster effects. It's you know, it's kind of fun. Uh, I uh, it's full of charm. I especially like when he disappears. There's this sort of swirling blue light in front of him. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's there's some crazy effects. I, I think it's uh, I think it's this one. Uh, if not Amanda, then Lisa. But one of them, they're trying to get away and like you know they're trying to leave. Uh, they go to grab the doorknob and then the doorknob just disappears. And there's like this cartoon ass sound effect uh, that like really made me laugh. It's like a burn. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, and so then the one of the one of the characters we're not really spoken about yet is this older guy, this middle-aged <laughs> man who used to be a PI, but now is a writer, and sometimes he likes to act out scenes. In fact, no, I want to rewind even further because I had a thought. So he he does this thing earlier on, whilst they're they're looking at some paintings, he jumps out and he he's kind of like he's like a, he's a robber and he grabs grabs Lisa and is like, hey, give me the give me the paintings or the girl gets it. And Philip's like, "Oh, I'm I'm proud that you think they're worth enough to do this, but mm. that's basically it, right? Not a big deal." And I was actually thinking during this scene that this was another kind of fantasy sequence because before this, Whitney's shown to have these weird like flights of fancy where she mm. kind of imagines a scene because when she's first told about the, the the basement and that's the door to the basement, it's off limits. She imagines going down there. And she imagines like you know it's like a weird museum, and she like sees all these things, and then she you know she gets someone tries to kill her, right? There's a whole like sequence, and obviously during that scene, you know the first time you're watching it, you're thinking, oh, this is a nightmare. She's going to wake up. We're going to cut to her waking up. Instead, it cuts back to her just standing there in the hallway, and she smirks like this is her daydreaming. <laughs> she likes to like dream like horror scenarios. And I'm like, okay, fun, whatever. That's a little bit different than usual. <laughs> so during this scene, when he's got them at gunpoint, and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill her if you don't give me the paintings, I'm like. Oh, this is another one of her things, like where she's mm-hmm. seeing this, and then it turns out at the end of the scene that he's like, "Oh, thanks, guys," and he walks off, and she's like, and he's like, "What's what's happening?" It's like, "Oh, that's just that's just him. That's uh, what's his name?" Uh, him, Norman. I don't remember. Norman, that sounds right. Norman, Colin, one of those two. Is it's like, "Oh, that's just him. He likes to act out your scenes sometimes because it helps him with his writer <laughs> block." And it's like, we just play along. And it's, oh, okay, <laughs> that's what's happening. Yeah. So here's and also so like, here's, it, it, yeah, but here's sorry. why I'm bringing these two up though. I'm bringing these two examples up: her having a weird, like, horror vision, and him acting out his scene. They set up both of these things, and I—you would think that one of them is going to pay off later. Like, they're going to, like, something's going to turn out to either be a reenactment or something's mm-hmm. going to turn out to be one of her horror visions, and then mm-hmm. it'll be like a fake out, right? That's why you set these two things up. Yeah. Nothing but ever no. happens with either of them. <laughs> they never mentioned again. And then, I mean, also to add to that point, too, uh, you know, during that scene, like we see that uh, Whitney is actually like a very good, like almost like a detective herself. Like she, you know, makes all these statements. She's like 
oh no, he's not going to be able to do anything like, you know, that's this certain type of gun, which only ha- can hold this many bullets and he only has one loaded and he already fired like blah, blah, blah. You know, and he's like, oh, like you're very observant. And it's like, okay, like, you know, so we see that she has like the skill that, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, it's going to come into play later on. And yeah, obviously it doesn't. It, doesn't. it never does. Um, I mean, unless you want to try and tell me that's how she like figures out there's a demon coming from her drawings and yeah, killing people like... <laughs> uh but there ain't but he gets suspicious because he, he heard them arguing so like, oh maybe she had something to do with her disappearing because no even though she's dead yet she's just not shown up this morning yeah that I, I think that's a yeah another thing like it might be more interesting if yeah you actually know that people are being killed so then it's kind of like a you know oh everyone's you know on alert and we got to figure out what's going on you know people can start getting paranoid maybe accuse people or something like you know might be a little more interesting than yeah it's just kind of like oh i guess these people are gone yeah and then so he he's suspicious he's looking into it and he goes snooping around in in amanda's room and finds the evidence and thinks that he solved the case and the monster shows up and kills him and of course my first thought is but no one's drawing this why is he doing this however as he's doing it the page draws itself it appears and i'm like okay so this is the thing now that he's out the bottle as it were we have him just like appearing and the pages appearing later on of course that's what that's what whitney finds and he's like i didn't draw this i didn't draw this (laughs) either this is arguably the best death in the movie, though, because he gets his head uh, yeah. <laughs> hit off clean. The the beast just swipes his hand at his head, and his head just yeah. comes flying off. It's it's gold. This yeah, this really surprised me because at this point, I you know I'm having a lot of fun with the movie, but you know I, I'm kind of sitting in my expectations. Like it's like all right, every time we see this monster, it's kind of from the same angle. He kind of just does the same move, so I figured that's what we're gonna get, and then out of nowhere we get this kind of glorious just decapitation he, you know he swipes the head like you know blood splurting out the head is bouncing against the door like obviously you know it still looks cheesy but it's a lot of fun and like yeah. it really like perked me up i was like ooh. yeah it was a really fun scene um and then of course we, we get you know the, the, the whole shower scene with lisa going around naked it ends in her being killed as well uh, that's that's when uh, both philip and whitney realize what's happening and they try and stop it and it doesn't work and then Philip just gets pulled into the comic, <laughs> yeah. Randomly, this is the thing. Like so many rules just like start happening randomly towards the end of the movie. Uh, but she basically gets this idea where not only can she trap it by like drawing like chains around it, she can then draw all the people who have died and they all come back and we see them all come back. And that's like as okay. It's obviously as a horror movie. It's like okay, everyone got to come back to life. It's not. It's not. If it maybe takes the bite out of things a little bit, but at the same time. It's like, okay, this makes sense given the rules. And then she makes the mother of all stupid decisions. <laughs> so we establish at the start of the movie, if you burn the pages with, with the beast on it, with the cellar dweller on it, he will he will burn and disappear for good, until at least until he's read and drawn again. She puts all of her pages into the, the wastebasket with the fire, and mm-hmm. I, I immediately said, but wait a minute, that's where you drew all the other people who came back. Why are you burning those pages? And sure enough, within about 10 seconds, Philip and everyone else who came back to life all starts burning. I, I, I like a lot of theories uh, about this scene because I was oh, assuming I'm, that... I'm looking forward to this, Tim. Go on. <laughs> well, well, no, it, it is very, uh, I, I think, confusing the way it's presented because I assumed that, like, you know, obviously we're cutting back and forth and, you know, I, I assumed that after when she was drawing people that you know she was setting them to the side or something 
you know, I, I didn't assume that the paper she was throwing in the, you know, waste basket was, you know, those ones. I mean, if that is the case, then, yeah, what the hell? She is, you know, beyond stupid. But well, uh, well she does because at one point it cuts down while they're burning. And you see the the faces inside the the basket. Well, no, but, but but what I was thinking is uh, that the cellar dweller, because you know, we've established that you know these comic book pages can kind of draw themselves, and mm-hmm. that there's like you know, a magic quality. So my thought was that, you know, once he starts burning, he, you know, uh, like changes the papers to those pictures of the people. Okay. All right. I can see what you're saying. And I'm not, I mean, not that I'm trying to defend the movie. I just, I don't know if that's what they were going for or it's very like loosey goosey, like with, you know, what the cellar dweller can do and what's going on with these pages. So I, I don't know if that was, part of it or yeah my, uh, I my, mean, my guess would be no <laughs> i don't think so yeah. but i mean, I mean it, if it is literally like like you're saying like she just took all her pages with the ones she drawn i i don't even know how they could you know like even entertain don't that, get me wrong you know, i idea. actually i do like the dark twist of she managed to bring everyone back to life only for them all to die again that's actually yeah. quite funny <laughs> to me that's that's quite a dark you know funny ending to me because uh, this is basically the end of the movie like, you know like she streams uh afterwards and you know that's kind of yeah. it uh there's another theory i have that's even a little more outlandish oh, go on. <laughs> um i don't know if like all these people were actually created by the cellar dweller if they were even like real people because uh like <laughs> he, like all right so like hear me out on this all right so oh so you think the twist is that they were all artificial because they all came from the pages so at the end when she's burning yeah. everyone they all go because they're all part of the comic and not real. Okay. Or, or like, even before that, though, because, like... But wait a minute. Right, so you have... Is this including Whitney? Because Whitney and Amanda have got a past. Right. Um. So, yeah, I don't know how Amanda would fit into that or... But, like, he, here's where I was kind of thinking, you know, so you have the cellar dweller, so, you know, you set up in the beginning that, you know, burning the pages kills him, but obviously... You know that's not true, and he still survives at the end when the pages are burned. Uh, Ao and he says he lives on in like imagination or whatever. So if he doesn't actually die in the beginning, mm. and he's like kind of still, you know, trapped in this school, but he needs someone to come and like, you know, draw to let him out or something. But he, you know, like kind of uses his power to create like other people <laughs> that kind of like, you know, like rejuvenate this building or whatever and you know it becomes kind of like enticing to bring this comic book artist to there i uh, i then... agree this is far-fetched but i don't i don't fault the <laughs> i don't fault the line of thinking yeah. <laughs> i don't like and i'm not saying that i think that's absolutely what happened it's just that the ending is so kind of like you know not really gonna make everything clear that i think there is room to kind of think about stuff like that yeah obviously the final moment is that you know she's streaming and then He's like, oh, I live on as long as there's imagination. And then she seemingly, you know, was killed as well. And it's like, yeah. uh, you know, because she she couldn't let her horror imagination, like, she can turn that off. Like, she's always thinking about horror possibilities. And therefore, because of that, he could exist. Can't can, can almost yeah. Freddy Krueger-esque in a way. You know, as long yeah. as that I'm thought of, I'll come back. See, you know what they really should have done is, like, they should have had him say something like that. Like, oh, as long as people you know i'm thinking about me and you know and i'm in their imagination like i'll live on um and then it should have just cut to like 
someone in like a, a studio executive or something or or maybe even like amanda like she survives and now she's like pitching like a cellar dweller movie to like a studio <laughs> and they're like oh hey like you know watch it spread uh, that would have been cool uh yeah it could be something <laughs> <laughs> you thought about this I mean, ending way more than i did so I, all i could think was how stupid she was for putting all the pages in the, yeah. on, the, on the wastebasket but yeah well i i think it is like a, i think the big thing for for me with this movie is like um half of it is this hidden gem that i've never seen before that i'm like holy crap i kind of love this and then half of it is but man it, a lot of it is a wasted opportunity like it, it just feels like there could have been so much more especially you know when you're dealing with something like you know comic books uh and imagination like there's just really like you know inventive creative kills and, and stuff you can do and they even like set stuff up like all right, if you're going to have, uh, you know, Philip uh, go into the comic book, like, you could have done stuff then, like, where, you know, maybe Whitney, you know, is being chased by a cell dweller and she doesn't know what to do, and then maybe, like, you know, she can start looking at the comic book and, like, maybe, like, you know, he's talking to her through that or something, and then, you know, she's looking at the pages and he's telling her what to do. Like, you know, you could, like, there's fun stuff like that that, you know, it's like, oh, man. Uh, and again, you know, it's just, it's a short, you know, pretty low-budget horror movie, so... You know, there probably wasn't a lot that they could do, but I just couldn't help thinking in my mind, like, oh man, it would have been cool if they did this and this and that. There's a, there's a lot of fun stuff in there. I, I think, yeah. I think it gets by on its charm, its wacky characters, and some of the absurd things that happen, and then the general comic book premise is pretty fun, uh, even oh, if it does uh, feel like it kind of, you know, it doesn't do a whole lot with it in the final act. Is kind of the biggest problem. Yeah, this feels rushed and, and, to the end. Oh, yeah, and I'm sorry. Actually, I, I completely forgot about the one of the big reasons why I was thinking like that all the people were created by the cellar dweller is because, uh, you know, we have that scene where the whatever house mom or whatever Mrs. Mrs. Briggs, Briggs was it? Yeah, yeah where she transforms into the cellar dweller. And again, I don't know if that meant she was always a cellar dweller or if it was just no, like that I, scene I he was taking on her shape. Or I, I took that scene as he rips rips through her. Okay. <laughs> he he appears okay. from inside her because I I kind of felt like that was her death or something like that because she comes okay. back at them and she's drawn so I was like oh she did die then so it wasn't like it was hard the whole time yeah but uh, okay I mean yeah I, but I again no that that was another thing where I said to myself oh wait this is another new thing that can happen you know like okay at first someone draws him he kills yeah. oh then he can just do something and then the page will be drawn that's like okay now we've got all these other rules. He keeps making up new things as the as the movie goes on, uh, which makes it feel very flimsy in terms of any kind of logic. You just kind of have to go with the the insanity and just kind of see what they do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but hey, but hey, uh, I, I suppose should should we read I, it, Timmy? Or... I, I th well, I think a few more things that I just want to say. Oh God, uh, God, Tim's got a lot to say. <laughs> uh, just I love that like. Jeffrey Combs, it feels like they still like kind of wanted him to be reanimator. Like he, like he was basically wearing like a lab coat and a black tie. Like he still looked like Herbert West. I was like, ah, is that what like a you know comic book artist <laughs> would look like? Uh, I, I just thought that was funny. Um, I'm pretty sure a comic book artist can look just just look like just about anything. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems weird though. If you're like, if he was actually going to you know marvel or dc office to work and then yeah I, mean, I can see him like dressing up and stuff but i'm like i don't know you're really just gonna dress up like when you're just in like a, a weird basement uh 
in the fifties, maybe. Know. Maybe in the fifties, they took themselves really yeah. seriously. And the, it it kind of feels like to uh, I'm a little surprised. Like if this was a little earlier, I can still see that like you know stigma against being like a, a comic book artist. But like I don't know, this was like you know the the 80s you know was having like a little bit of a boom like especially with you know independent stuff like ninja turtles like you know it was like a big money maker that yeah you know, I'm, I'm surprised that there's still such a stigma but i feel the stigma I, in the movie towards her being a comic book artist is more to just like to make the plot work than it is to do with that's what people were actually thinking at the time oh sure yeah true so. uh and yeah and uh i don't know and i think i i don't know i, I just wasn't really a huge uh, fan of like Whitney's character like and I, I feel like you don't really get to know her that well like it seems like there's interesting stuff like we know she loves like cellar dweller but um, you know she just seems like one of those like you know uh, there's not really much like interesting uh, uh, about her like and I, I just feel like you don't really get to know her that well that's true. I mean it's true for most of the characters really there's not they're, they're, true, they're, yeah. they're pretty much a, a, a blank slate of you know 80s horror movie cast the characters yeah i think like at least like other people like they're a little bit more like you know kind of like tropes and stuff so you can have some fun with them like you know i i think if she's like a big fan of cellar dweller then like I, well I she's, like... she's the she's the straight man right like everyone else yeah. around her is kind of the weird wacky ones but like i don't know she just always looks like just like an 80s businesswoman or something like at least be like oh it, you know she loves this book like make her like a horror hound and stuff and like or like have her like look cool or something like i don't know she just it just always looks like kind of yeah, like you said, like very you know straight and stuff like. Eh. So your complaints, your complaints the same again from the other artist is that she doesn't look like a comic book <laughs> artist. She looks like a, a normal person wearing normal clothes. Yeah, like just like well, not even like just like normal stuff. Like you know, like she looks like businessy. Like I don't know, I don't. Which to be fair, you I, said the other dude was wearing a shirt and tie. So I mean, yeah. that is the, you know that's the equivalent of businessy, right? Yeah. So like yeah, I don't know. Make them look cool. Like I don't know, it, it, it irked me. It irked me to be honest. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say. <laughs> I can't see how much of an issue with the dress code uh, of the characters. That was not what was on my mind as I was as I was enjoying the 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 film. <laughs> I, I just feel like you could have had more fun with it. Okay. No, no, I can. <laughs> I, I I think the I think everything's just a little bit too rushed in the last like yeah. Like the the last like fifteen minutes should be the last like thirty to forty minutes, <laughs> and because yeah. of that it feels rushed. <laughs> but yeah. hey, it's, it's otherwise pretty fun. Um, I think I think it's oh, well no. worth checking out and tracking down if you like cheesy eighties horror movies. Oh yeah, like I don't I don't I hope I don't sound too negative because again like I like I did legitimately love it. I just don't think it's necessarily yeah like the best movie but especially if you like horror and comic books i think you know it's a lot of fun just like on the you know premise alone and getting to see the drawings and stuff uh so we shall rate it now if tim is if tim is satisfied <sighs> i'm never satisfied uh but yeah th see this is a hard one because i feel like you know there's the movie i watch which is flawed but then like the movie i kind of like had going in my head where I'm like I'm fixing the stuff <laughs> as I'm watching it. Like I feel like that gets like a pretty high score, but <sighs> because of the flaws and stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like a little low, but still like not a bad score. But I think I'm gonna give it like uh, a six point five. Like it's just uh, there's just like a lot of wasted opportunities. But I don't know, the if you could fix some of the problems and, <laughs> and make it like I'm envisioning it in my head, like this would be like an easy like 
8.5 or something, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to give it a straight six. I mean, I, I'm not uh, deliberating over it as, as much. I, I think it's not necessarily a good movie, but it is really uh, fun and cheesy, super 80s, um, interesting enough premise that it keeps it kind of fun and different from other movies. Like, it's, you know, there's it's, it's kind of slashery elements, but it's not really a slasher movie. Yeah. Um, it's got the, the, the fun yeah. monster effects. It's got the, the comic art, all this stuff. I mean, this is something that, especially nowadays, where you know comics are such a big thing. Like, I would, I think, I'd be okay with a remake. Hmm. Yeah, you know, like, like it's still a super fun part. Or even if you don't want to do a remake, you could do do a sequel. I'd be down with, you know, Solid Dweller Two. <laughs> it could take place another thirty years later. It, it actually is thirty years later. <laughs> well, seriously, that's just thirty years later. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, and we didn't even mention uh, the the writer of it. We didn't. Who wrote the Who wrote the movie, Timmy? Well, uh, if you look at IMDb, I believe it's credited as Kit Dubois, but that was a uh, a fake name. It was oh, actually uh, Don Mancini, Don Mancini. Yeah. Uh, who did all the all the Child's Play movies and stuff. So that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I didn't notice that. Uh, fair enough. I've I, learned something. I don't. I don't know why he wouldn't want his name plastered all over this movie, but. <laughs> Yeah, it makes you wonder why. Why did he use a, a pseudonym? What, what? What about it? Did he want his name removed from? Yeah. Interesting. Hey ho, <laughs> <laughs> hey ho. Speculate away. Uh, but that does bring it into this discussion of cellar dweller. Uh, you can let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments. Of course, we we do have to do a little bit of plugging here at the end. We have to tell you about patreon.com slash TV, where you can go and support the show and the channel and everything we do here. Uh, if you feel especially supportive because we've been pumping out episodes all month, um, you can go and show some love over there. Uh, but of course, you can also show love by watching the ads on YouTube, liking, subscribing, all that usual stuff um, and, and whatnot. And there'll be the monthly vote, of course, is up on Patreon. Uh, there was three votes for October um, and we'll be doing those three movies later in the month. So you can look forward to that. Um, also, it's funny that Jeffrey Combs showed up in this when you know we've been doing reanimator movies uh, yeah. this month as well. But there you go. Sometimes yeah. things just line up. Yeah, but, unplanned, but it's a very cozy month. Yeah, it's very cozy. A lot of combing <laughs> going on. So uh, yeah, so that that is a uh, cellar dweller. This has been Screams After Midnight. Uh, so thank you once again. Uh, get me on Twitter at Wibble89. Get Tim on Twitter at Tim Vergulish. And I always forget to do this, but if I can just do this and then go transition and then oh look at that now the audio people got no benefit out of that but for the video people the patreon and the streams midnight twitter the at streams midnight uh, which is the streams after midnight twitter are on the screen so check out those as well so thank you very much once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies happy october and we'll see you next time